Hello everyone, Elazar Bloom here with Relationships Revisited. And in this episode, we are going to explore the weekly Torah portion, the Parshat HaShavua, and hopefully gather up a an insight for marriage, for a couple's relationship. In this week's Torah portion, Parshat Pinchas, a very engaging story where at the beginning of the portion, the Jewish men, many of the Jewish men, are engaged with promiscuity, uh, consorting with Midianite women. And part of that promiscuity is also pagan worship. And as a consequence, as a result to this behavior, there is a plague, a deadly plague that breaks out in the camp. And then there's one individual, his name is Pinchas ben Lazar ben Aharon Kohen. Pinchas, the grandson of Aaron the high priest, who then takes the law into his own hands, so to speak, and he kills the, a leader from the tribe of Shimon, who in the public eye took a Midianite woman and brought her into a tent to be together with her sexually. And he killed them in the midst of the act. And the consequence of this action is complex because the Jewish people themselves, many of the Jewish people themselves, they um, decried this act of violence, saying it was vengeful and evil and cruel, while Hashem, while God, on the other hand, rewarded Pinchas with none other than his covenant of peace, Briti Shalom. A real enigmatic story, and I do not want to get into the justification of violence that is not where we are going with this. What I really would like to get into is a discussion around the concept of peace. Peace is a word that is often associated with marriage. Shalom bayit, marital harmony, marital peace. And I'd like to get into a discussion around what peace truly is. Peace is the integration or the synthesis of a thesis and an antithesis of two opposites. So for example, in Parshat Pinchas, you had a thesis. The thesis is that the Jewish people should be a holy nation, a nation that abhors promiscuity, lewdness, and pagan worship. That's the thesis. The antithesis is that on the ground, we have Jewish men that are doing just the opposite, that are engaged with promiscuity and pagan worship. Pinchas steps up and he takes the law into his own hands. Pinchas was so disturbed by what he was seeing. It was so against his DNA of what it means to be a Jew that he couldn't take it and he had to do something about it because it was harming the integrity of the nation. Pinchas brought about a synthesis because the, the tension between who the Jews are supposed to be and who they actually were being brought out within him a much deeper place, a much deeper commitment, a commitment to the extent of even self-sacrifice, of potentially giving up his life, endangering his life, to bring the Jewish camp back to a state of Kedusha. It brought out within him a, 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 the deepest possible commitment to the ideal, to the thesis. 
And that is the purpose of the tension. So he brought about that synthesis, and therefore he is awarded with Briti Shalom, with the covenant of peace. Applying this to marriage, every couple gets married to experience marital harmony and marital peace. But I will boldly say that nobody has an idea of what marital harmony and marital peace actually is when they get married. We have con- conceptions of pleasantness, of calmness, of um, feeling good with one another, but that's not what peace is. In order for there to be peace, like we said, there has to be tension. So in marriage, like using that same formula, there's a thesis, right? The thesis is that the marital vows, the commitment to be there for one another in all circumstances with love and respect, to prioritize one another, to prioritize the relationship above anything and anyone else. That's the commitment, the deep commitment of marriage. That's the thesis. The antithesis is on the ground again when someone makes a mistake or something happens and somebody does not act in line with the thesis. He forgets the baby formula that he was supposed to pick up on the way home from work. She screams at him and calls him irresponsible. That's the antithesis, right? They're not treating each other on the ground in a way that doesn't, is not true to the ideal. In order for there to be peace, there has to be a synthesis. That means the couple has to learn how to integrate, how to deal with this tension. Even as they both hurt and feel violated and are in pain, they're able to move back together to find the space of acknowledging each other's hurt, taking responsibility for the things that I did when I was hurt, and moving towards repair. And now what happens in this synthesis is that the ideal becomes even stronger, becomes even more real. Because the ideal now can incorporate the rupture, the antithesis. Even this pain can now be incorporated within our bond. Our bond is so true. Our bond is so real. We are so committed to one another. We are so there for one another that when this happens, this rupture happens, we can incorporate that as well. And that's the purpose of the tension. So as a couple... We really need to learn how to camp out, in a sense, in this area, this swampy area of tension between thesis and antithesis. Because it is there that the peace, the synthesis, will blossom. It is not from a place of everything going smoothly. That is not peace. Peace blossoms from the place of tension. And a couple's greatest skill is to be able to move together in those times of rupture and pain, and find a deeper place with one another, and that is true peace. I am so glad that you're joining me. I'm glad to be discussing this with you, and I look forward to seeing, well, not seeing, but being with you next time here on Relationships Revisited in the Space Between.